Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 95, Mission Impossible. I am your host, Ed Horn, and alongside me tonight, my good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, Ed. How you doing? Good. And of course, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. I feel like you should edit over, like, duty-free versions of the Mission Impossible theme song with the title. But, of course, we now have a little bit more information, uh, actually quite a bit of information, on what the, the, the missions are going to look like moving yeah. forward for organized play. Courtesy of the Fly Better podcast, they did an interview with uh, two of the AMG devs, so that was uh, a fun listen. Yeah, and we'll have to absolutely link to that, because I, I haven't sat down and listened to it myself, so this is going to be my... It's, I did read through them, but I mean, I still like hearing from the developers, especially from I the w- AMG side. I would say that it's well worth a listen. It's very insightful into them as people, as well as like the design philosophies and stuff like that. Right, that's exactly what I'm yeah. hoping to hear. So we do have ideas. Actually, we- well, if if I listen to it, Chris, that'll break my my ten year um, not listening, not listening to, to X-wing to pod- yeah. yeah, to any so, podcast. I've never listened to any podcast. So. so the good thing, it didn't feel like listening to a normal episode of Fly Better. I still had my moments of like just wishing that we as a an industry not an industry we as like a group of people who do this kind of thing were better because i'm really good at like um you know criticizing other people after the fact it's i'm I'm really good at that it's like a skill that i've honed over many years of my life <laughs> i'm like oh that man ryan that's not how you term a question oh come on d just spit it out god you wouldn't want to waffle on and go on 15 tangents jesus god who do yeah. you think you are well, and I'm kind of curious to see how AMG handled the the PR for that one. So, for example, um, way, way, way back in the early, early histories of Never Squadron Radio, one of the things that kind of got us on the map in the first place was our interview with Alex Davey. And that was uh, something that I had to go through FFG and pre-send them the questions that were going to be asked. Because obviously I needed to be careful in what I asked him because he could only answer so much. Uh, we were still knee-deep into the development phase at that point. So they had to pre-approve uh, the questions. So anytime I've ever <clears throat> spoken to anyone official from at least FFG standpoint, I had to go through that process. So we had a couple of the developers on, even whenever we did our interview um, at Worlds, or even at, we did Worlds and we did um, Nova Open, we interviewed both of them. We had to be kind of careful on what we could and couldn't ask, that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of curious if they had those kinds of rules or if they were just like loosey-goosey. Like um, I know I, every, before like they delayed releasing the episode because they'd have to go through legal, so I assume they did it and then oh, okay. set, that makes sent sense. the entire thing and then it went from there. Yeah, I didn't have to I didn't have to send the product to them after the fact. Yeah, it's it's me dif- different. Uh, yeah, different process. Like different when they life. knew what they were getting into, they were kind of okay with that. Cool. Yeah, they did a Is good any- job. I enjoyed it. No, I'll have to add that to my list. I've been stuck on a couple of other podcasts recently, so I will have to take a, a, a palate cleanse for that one and kind of sit down and listen to that. So in any case, obviously, what have we been doing lately? Sean, how about you? We'll kick off with you. We always seem to kick off with you because um, Chris carries this section anyway. Pretty much. Um, I've been running from zombies. That's pretty much been my 
my gameplay for the last week. Um, it's been a Project Zomboid on steroids and playing with the settings in the sandbox edition so I can see what it's like when you're really screwed over and or when it's really easy to try to find a balance. Um, but mostly the, that's about it for me. I've been working. Um, I've been was sick most of the week. So oh, sorry to hear um, that. Yeah, I caught a stomach virus and now I'm getting a. I'm, I'm thinking I have multiple things, but uh, I'm starting to get that sinus congestion and chest congestion. So um, the week before at work, I had to go into dorm rooms where I work and um, do uh, assessments on the rooms. And anywhere you go where there's dorm rooms, it's just a cornucopia of disease. So I think I caught, I think I caught a stomach virus, um, that pretty much had me out Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I worked Monday and Thursday um, from home, and then I took Tuesday, Thursday off trying to deal with fever. And now I'm coming up. I haven't been anywhere else, but I'm coming up now with uh, sinus and all that. So I'm hoping it's not a COVID thing, but if it is, I'll have to deal with it. Yeah, I didn't want to say the C word. I said enough of that last week whenever we recorded, but you yeah, never do, know. Do we, get, do we get demonetized, Chris, if we say <laughs> it? Okay. That was and, just the early, early days of YouTube whenever they, you know, nobody was allowed to talk about it because they didn't want to spread misinformation and all that. I think yeah. they've kind of loosened those reins since then. But yeah, so that's... that's numb. Yeah. yeah, it's everyday life. So if I do, you know, it's... I'm... Uh, I'm well, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated and boosted and, um, I take, you know, vi- multivitamins every day and vitamin D and vitamin B and all this other crap. And, you know, so hopefully I might have to put like a vitamin C boost into my life for a little bit, Just kind but of other push that, through it. Yeah. You know, and hope that it doesn't go too far and, and, you know, I mean, I'm not in the, I don't have the best nervous system, so I, that's the only thing that worries me is my nervous system, which affects my immune system. So yep. I just have to be mindful about everything. But, you know, if I am, I'll deal with it. And, um, you know, we'll just take it one minute, one day at a time. And it might give me some time to sit down and build some some X-Wing lists for our next show. To, there you go. There you go. To try out and, and work with, so... Other than that, I haven't really been doing much as Project Zomboid. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole on the show because that <laughs> could get pretty pretty deep and gruesome. Um, but I'm trying to think. Um, and been working a little bit trying to get some models built for 40K, but haven't been able to really sit down and do that enough because uh, I want to get my Space Marines done. So I have a full army so that my son and I excuse me, can play a full game of 40k. And what do you call in a full game? Are you talking like full 2,000 points? Are you talking like a thousand points? What do you What do you think? At least, a, at least a thousand. Yeah. So, so I had the first battle box, and then I have uh, you know some other stuff that I had bought separate, and then I have the Blood Angel battle box, which I'll put together. That's the one I want to assemble. I had been working on the kill team stuff, but once again, that's kind of been on the back where I've been busy at home trying to get stuff done and um, which I've gotten most of that stuff done. I have one more small project to do that I can actually spend time doing other stuff. 
Yeah, that blood, I angel, get... that blood angel one's really good. I mean, and all you have to do is just not put the blood angel iconography under because it's a separate sprue. Or they can, they can be from any chapter. Or I could just not care about that and do it however I want. So then they're still yeah. whatever I want them to be. This is so, true. No, but the purest, you know, that the one on my right screen up there wants to say, because I probably won't put the black in the gun, you know, at the end of the gun and all that, you know, or drill them out so that they look like real guns. Things like that, you know, but, you know, it's it's for my son and I to play. And, I and know. To enjoy, so. I, I, I tried not to audibly gasp when you said you weren't drilling out the barrels because it's I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. That's like easily one of my favorite pet peeves is when you see the non drilled out barrels like, oh, come on, just a little bit. But that's OK. That's OK. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, if I do it, I have a, a drill that I'll actually do them with the drill. So but I'll have to figure out how to do all the securing and everything so it's like a drill press yeah you know so you're just yeah, dropping it in that. and pulling it out i could see that'll that. just you know i can actually get into building something like that but if i'm doing that then i'm not making build bottles yeah yeah it's kind of a six dozen of one on that one so but i have my whole model station done finally so um then i move my podcast stuff back to the main computer now that it's rebuilt i just got to move the camera over which it's a little more difficult with this setup because of how my monitor, the monitor setup. Is. Yeah, your uh, command center level of monitors. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty brutal right now. So, um, but, you know, we'll see. But anyway, that's pretty much where I'm at with, with my gaming this week. And, of course, with everything closed down, it's actually hard to get to, like, some place to sit and play a game, too. You know, that's yeah. the other difficult side of this where I, I don't mind tabletop simulator, but I have to really be in the mood to do it. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. Cause every time it'll be, Hey Chris, how do I do this? Hey Chris, how do I do this? Yep, I, know I don't, I don't, feeling. I don't do it enough. And I still really like the game just on a face to face, you know, that personal level. So, so are but, you, are, are you guys down on, down back down to COVID restrictions as far as like stores are closed down now? No, but it's, it, it's hard to find game space. You know, the, the, the biggest game store, which is the game shop has, hasn't reopened their games. So gotcha. Now I can go over to my son's place and he set up his big alpha table and stuff. We could play over there, but you know, it's just, I'd rather play within the community and stuff. The Omaha X-Wing group is, done stuff at the Omaha bakery, which is a tiny little, they could fit like eight people in there, but that's too small of a space for me, you know, when it comes to, I would like good ventilation and large yeah. gaming space yes. for me to be comfortable in, in this world of, of the COVID that it is. <laughs> so, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll end mine now so that Chris can take the next 40 minutes. No. Oh. I'll take five before uh, I'll, I'll pass other. I physically interacted with other humans this week that I don't live with and I don't work with. I made it to the game store post COVID. I was so happy to be able to physically get up there. Gabe and I took packed our armies up and planning to play some games. Um, unfortunately, everybody was filled up with the exception of uh, Chad, who came up to play. 
Uh, so I let Gabe take that game, and I spent most of my time just kind of like hanging around and interacting. I answered a lot of questions about the league, which is going to start next week. We were going to, we were thinking about starting it this week, but uh, Warhammer 40K's new points are going to drop today. They should have dropped today. I think they're right now. So yeah, yeah so we wanted to, we wanted to give everyone kind of a week to work with the new point system. So why start a league with points on week one? And then points change on week two felt kind of awkward and weird. So we decided to just kick it off on uh, this upcoming week on Tuesday. But it was kind of nice to get out of the house and interact and talk geek and sit down and discuss, you know, Sisters of Battle lore and, and Death Guard lore while we're all kind of it, it was just nice. It was just nice to get back out and get back out, watch dices get thrown. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So I, while I didn't get a chance to play, I did take my stuff. I had full intentions of playing if anyone there was open table. But the upside was there was five games going on at the game store, including Gabe and Chad's game, which is, again, probably the most amount of people that I've seen in that store for a while, um, all playing 40K all at the same time, which was kind of nice. So really looking forward to starting the, the, the league next week. Um, beyond that, I think my um ps3 flipping business is, is up and running i don't know if i mentioned this before but i was uh, uh i've decided to i fixed two playstation threes one the backwards compatible that one have here and then i uh hacked one that i put upstairs in the living room so i can actually play it because the kids are always down here playing on the computer so i never get a chance to be down here but then i started like i started really enjoying the taking apart things and putting them back together and fixing them and cleaning them up kind of thing i'm really enjoying it so I've been Facebook marketplacing and offer up um, PlayStation 3s for like $20, $30, get them home, clean them up, repaste them, put them all back together, and I've been putting them on eBay. So if you're interested at all and you want a PlayStation 3 that was cleaned and modified and restored by one of your favorite podcast hosts, they're on eBay. You can find them. I am putting them up. Not that like I, I'm curious to see if they go or not. I'm actually really because that's going to be the one that kills me if I, I go through all the effort of doing it and then nobody buys them. I'm like, oh wow, this is only interesting to just me. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'm accepting that's that that's a possibility. <clears throat> oh yeah, you have spent more money on alcohol and fisted up the wall later. You know. Yeah, no, and I agree. I I 100% agree with that. What I don't want to do is I don't want to leave my <clears throat> leave my wife with a situation where we have three PlayStation 3 sitting upstairs that are all on eBay right now that are need to go out the door. Yeah. Cuz th there's technically five in this house right now and only two of them I want to keep. So but yeah, that's what I've been doing. That, that that's legitimately pretty much the most I've been doing. I'm doing a little bit of the hacking and modding into the into the PS3 OS, which has been interesting. I don't really get much anything else and much gaming other than that. But I am gearing up, getting ready. League starts on Tuesday. I'll have a lot more to talk about next week or next show. Chad always yells at me for that. He always says, "You always say next week when it's really two weeks." You're right. Next show, I will have more to talk about because I have wishing our lives away. That's all. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right, Chris, time for you to carry us all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I played. Um, did I play Arkham this week? No, I did. That was last week. I don't. I don't even know. Um, so we played D and D on Monday. I right, so I, pay, I paid it on Sunday. We're not dead. We're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. You did. You guys but did very live. Like it could have. There was a few dicey moments. Like, I think I... Strad missed three times in a row um, to kill Sean. Um, yeah, he did. 
I was actually I was chatting to uh one of the guys who I play Arkham Horror with who's DMing a campaign at the minute as well. I was saying I think it was around where I'd put Sean down and I was like, all I have to do is put one attack into him and he's dead like dead, dead. Yes. But I wasn't a hundred percent sure that I'd TPK you all. And the last thing I wanted was to kill one player at this point in the game. <laughs> I think, and this is again just my non-professional opinion. I think if Sean goes down, because right now we we we've done the smart thing, you know, the thing that they always tell you to do in D D, which is split the party, which is what we've done inadvertently, not by design, but we have inadvertently split the party to where there's basically two combats going on. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for everyone. Um, I'll try not to get too much in the weeds and the details, but basically we have split the party where there's people above fighting a combat and there's people below in a tower that are fighting a combat. And we all really kind of need to be together in order to be able to combine our forces and Voltron our way through this. I, since we're not doing that, I don't, I am not hopeful of our chances because all it's going to like, we're going to we're burning through spells quickly. All I, think, take- I, I do think this, I think that, when a certain character fell, and not the <laughs> not the second character, but the first character, yes, that fell, it changed how we had to play the game. And I think that we lost focus on that to where you and I instantly, well, at least I did, instantly went down because there was no reason to be up. And then you you followed suit. Yep. And then, of course, we had the second person fall from the long distance, <laughs> which basically forced the bottom to be the main focus of the game. Correct. But we've had others who have focused on this other path back down, which is really, which literally, like Chris was saying, put me on the edge of death. What I think it was four, four rounds. Easy, easy. It was four rounds because I jumped. And lost, you know, minimal hit points for the jump. And then I took a crap ton of damage from the off character, not Strahd. Rahadeen. And I had, yeah, Rahadeen. And then I had to heal back up from that. And then Strahd put me down. You healed me. Strahd put me down again. You healed me again. Yep. And then Strahd left because of circumstances and then came back. <laughs> because I, like, I cast my, my seventh level sleep. Yep. Oh yeah, that was a highlight for me. But I was yeah, already. What, down, what do you mean I get good. no save? Unlucky. <laughs> yeah, but but lucky for me though, I was already down, so it didn't affect. Yeah. And you were able to come and heal me again to get now. I think we're at the point where it's Strahd still there, and Strahd's going to attack me again. And if he does it this time, I do think we're TPK at that. Yeah, because I'm I'm out of. Yes. Well, and and you, our other healer is too far away. You got daylight off, so that I did get a, daylight that, off. I, I that's did get daylight a good, off. A good point. Yes, I mean, so, but but game changing. We oh, we'll see. But does it affect Strahd? That's my biggest question because we don't know. Because I just got it off and we ended. So we'll have to see how it how it affects everything from there. And I'm interested to see. Because truthfully, if 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 Ed, if you were if you did not jump, the game would be over, essentially over. Oh yeah, no, we'd be dead. Yeah, but we're already halfway there because I'm halfway out of healing spells. So, 
that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I like how Chris is like, oh, I, if I if I take Sean down, will I TPK the party? Yes, because yes. we're completely out of healing at that point. Yes, and you for the most part. Nobody, for the most part, nobody else will be able to use use the the uh, what you call it. The Paladin can use it, but he has to attune to it first. Oh, right. Yes, it actually says I have the paper right here. Oh yeah, it states uh-huh. that you have to attune, which is a long rest. Where are we going to get a long rest? <laughs> Never again. In this, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's we're literally going to be, you know, kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings, where they're Hold up in you know in the in the throne room where Gimli sees his cousin dead there and waiting waiting for Chad to knock the knock the uh, armor down the well so it wakes up the Balrog you know you don't think he already did that when, when events happen that happened I think that I think that ship has already sailed yes by far so, yeah that's a uh, sorry to add or jump no it's, it's good man. um. But, but that is, and I didn't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil on mine. I didn't want to spoil everything. But it, since you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, since you brought it up. Yeah. Since I, you I've, brought it up. I've been enjoying it now. But the last couple of sessions have been the highlights for me anyway. So, been good. Been interesting. Um, I, I've it been. definitely been interesting. I've been going to the gym to just walk around the track. It's like an indoor running track. And I've just been going out like when Evie's been in daycare I've been, when Evie's had like classes I've been, and then I've taken Evie and they've we've done like the daycare thing in there. Like they'll look after for up to ninety minutes and then afterwards we've gone swimming and stuff. So I've I've been doing that. I've walked like um fifty kilometers this week. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's been been good. Very good. Um I'm exhausted. We worked. I worked Tuesday night and got home at like four. I was at work last night until I got home at like four again. So I'm working on like five hours sleep at the minute. So if you see me like flagging, nodding off. Yeah. Um. But I did get two games of X-wing in. Uh. Last night as well, which is the first time in a while. I feel like it. It feels like November, early December. The last time I played. Um. Ooh. Just because I've. I've had some like work and trying to get caught up, and then obviously didn't go after the surgery on my nose and everything. Obviously, um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. I I posted the list I used in, in Discord, but my my first game I wanted to try the IGs, um, so I did um, IGB with synced cannon and the IG two thousand title. So that's just. Um, his ability is if you miss with a shot, you can shoot again with a cannon. Yep. Um, the cannon, the synced cannon is uh, range two to three, a three dice attack. Uh, if you are calculating, the defender doesn't add the range bonus. So as long as you still have a calculate token when they get the green dice, they don't have, um, they don't get a range three. And then IG2 Frozen title lets them steal abilities, obviously. Then IGA, so that I can show calculate tokens, because this one's got synced cannons as well. So the idea was that they'd just pass tokens to each other, so that even if I had to spend like two tokens, it'd still be one. Um, then for the... One, one available. Yeah. But I went a different way to sh- the list Sean made. Um, I went and added a third ship. So I was trying to find another droid that had a crew slot so that I could put the IG-88D crew on it. So I, went, I went with L3 
um, in the Falcon with Lando crew, uh, IG crew, Agile Gunner, Dead Advanced Switch in the Falcon title. Um, I played against uh, Matt, who's uh, one of the patrons in our Discord and everything. Um, and yeah, he ran a Republic list after we, we'd had a bit of a debate last week about um, like the lat and how you two it out and how many points to invest in it. And I've been like an advocate of you just keep it cheap because it's got to be a support chip. The more points you spend on it, the more it's got to carry and it's just never going to carry. Um, so he went with Hound and Seven Fleet Gunner, um, Obi Wan Kenobi uh, with Predator, Paul Coon with Calibrated, and Soka with Calibrated. And I t- did a bunch of damage to Hound early and then started just taking shots on other things as I thought I could, like, oh, I could one shot these Jedi in this turn and then just didn't. And I. Like, I kept relying on um, unmodified shots because I'm like, well, if I miss, I get a second shot anyway, so I can bump here to make sure I get a good, a good range zero, uh, uh, a good range one shot. Uh, um, I think it's like a turn where I got like a range one shot at Obi Wan if I bump, but then missed, so then I had to take a second shot at somebody else because I can't use my cannon at range one. So just like stupid little intricacies like that that I forgot about, and all the while. Matt's like just recharging seven fleet gunner on his um his lat, which lets him add an extra attack dice on an attack. So he's got um like a soaker at range one or something, just rolling four attack dice and then adding in a focus result. And it's like, oh, could that five damage? I'm like, I've made mistakes here. <laughs> um so I ended the game with like the the lat was on one or two health. Ahsoka was on one health, Obi-Wan was on one health, but all my ships were dead. I'm like, it just feels bad. I just messed, I just <laughs> played so, just like really stupid common, mis- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And well, I, I, I felt really good. Like halfway through a game, L3 died, Deadman switched a bunch of stuff. I, I think it got both IGs as well. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I've got enough health here and I've damaged everything. So it's just a case of going around, picking a target, clean it up, pick a target, clean it up, and then I'll win. And at no point did I manage to do any of that. And I, Matt, I think Matt guessed right on which sweep I would do like three, three out of four times and stuff. Oh. So I must, I must be too predictable on which I, I must always sweep left, think I'm a jump master or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um yeah it was it was interesting as i said to him i, I, I wouldn't IGs, mind. Go on, Sean. I, I think with igs chris you have to set everything up you know every everything about the ig turn is you have to th- almost like chess you have to th- think three turns ahead you know it just, just because they're they're such a weird ship you know well I, I have this thing about like not chasing the gimmick kind of thing, and I'd made this gimmick of IGA effectively is just a gimmick because yeah. you get to pass the calculate tokens, and everyone every time you calculate they get two. Um, so I I I had it all how it would work in my like, I can target lock here, and I can pass a token from this ship and a token from this ship, so we'll have a target lock and two calculates. So that'll be my one good shot. But because they're all the same initiative, I can shoot with the other one first. And 
you know, strip a token off or two. Yeah, but then I was right. like opting into stupid exchanges where I was like bumping. Now, even like right at the end, I've got like a, a one or two hit whole IG left. Everything else is dead. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot a soak on my primary first so I can double tap. And then I miss. And I was like, oh, this is IGA, so I don't get to double tap. I'm like, just, yep. just stupid. Mis- uh, it just, yeah. it, but I felt out of practice. But then I made up for it in oh, my yeah. second game. You know, it's good. I played Republic <laughs> this time. So I played my version of a list that I told Matt about that I was going to bring, which was um, the same lot. Uh, sorry, no, sorry, a lot with um, the 212th Battalion pilots of a cheapest generic with just Agile Gunner as the only upgrade. And I, I'm really I'm really liking Agile Gunner on the lot. I'm a big fan. Then I went with three Initiative 4 pilots, which I just think are pretty solid. So I had Shakti with Brilliant Evasion. So she's in the uh, the Ada, and her ability lets uh, spend force to carry tokens over into the next round. So it's like she was going into engagements with a three green dice and two evade tokens and a force. Ooh. Like, yeah, just what are you going to do? And then Luminara um, is with R4 Astromech and Delta 7B. So she um, her ability lets you turn your opponent's dice from hits to focuses or from crits to hits through spending force. Um, so again, another defensive ability. And then Anakin Skywalker, baby Anakin in the N1 though. Yeah, yeah. With, with advanced proton torpedoes. And I, I'm, as much as Chad would mock me for saying it, like, and I can hate him in the movie, but damn, is it fun to fly that ship. <laughs> N1 Annie is is just a joy to fly. If you haven't done it, I can only recommend like 46 points for Anakin with advanced proton torpedoes. That's it. 46 points. Yep. And like every round. I was, so I was playing against um um Jeff, who was running. Um he had Warthog in the lap, which keeps your generics on the table so you can't PS kill them. And he had three V19s, all with concussion missiles and synchronized consoles. So they can pass mm. they can pass their target lock to somebody else after they shoot. And then an initiative two arc one seventy that had wolf pack on board. So if you shoot at anyone and they've got you in arc in, with the wolf pack ship, they can get a target lock. So whoever I shot, if wolf pack could see them. They'd take a stray and get a target lock, and then everyone can use that target lock because you just sync console it around. So it can be like three <laughs> missiles shot at you if you do it wrong. So every round, I was like, okay, if I go here, this is where the arcs, arcs are going to be. So I can be out of it here. I can shoot this guy with this ship and just trying to, like, what is it? The, the meme that isn't Julia Roberts, so everyone thinks he's Julia Roberts, so just like the math meme. <laughs> of me trying to figure out which, which shots I could take and where I could put myself. But it was a couple of times where I was like, um, I got Anakin's advanced proton off. It was the first time I was at range one and could take a target lock because I wasn't going to get shot. I just fired the advanced proton because it doesn't, like, there isn't an ace I need to keep scared in that list. But then I just had Anakin behind him and he was like, okay, I've blocked Anakin this time. It's like, okay, so I'm going to barrel roll out before I reveal my dial but it doesn't count as a barrel roll, so I'm going to execute my move, so I'm going to barrel roll back in. 
they thought he'd blocked me with the arc 170, which has got the rear, the rear arc. So I barrel rolled out, did my three bank, got my free evade, but then I'm at range one in his rear arc. So then I just barrel rolled back to where I would have been, but not blocked. I'm like, yeah, Anakin's awesome. And I just pumped fire into him again. <laughs> um, but yeah, just there's a bunch of um, like little cool interactions like that. Or, um, like, having to run early with Luminara because he like he shot Luminara with like three ships and rolled nothing but blank. Got three hits um, at range three obstructed um, with the arc, and then I blanked out and just lost all my shields. Oh. I was like, I kind of feel bad, but then I did just like this is the fourth shot she would have weathered this round, and it's like yeah, I I had a I had a token stacked because of Shakti. I had her ability, so I weathered a good amount of fire. I was like, just just that one extra shot that I could have like not taken, but yeah, um, well let's just make the fire pretty um pretty consistent. And um, I I managed to deliberately land on a rock so I could make sure the lat arc was pointed in the right direction if I jail gunner, and then got two kills that turn to like end the game and force <laughs> death to concede. It's like yeah, that's what it is. Agile gunner just because I if I hadn't have had agile gunner, I would have landed on the rock, but not been able to turn my arc because I landed right. on the rock. So because I got to do it in the end phase, I was like, yeah, see, I knew I was right all along. <laughs> but yeah, I had Jal gonna do like three times in that game. And I yeah. But it meant every every round the lat was shooting with like a focused shot at like targets and stuff. So and it's fifty points. It's super cheap. Oh, it's not super cheap, but you know, it's a decent I, I think it's a good support ship at that point. Cheap enough for yeah. what it does. Well, it's got two charges that you can spend to let you re-roll up to two attack dice as long as the lat has you in arc. So keeping the lat's arc on stuff is important, but it's also an unmaneuverable brick that's on a medium base. So, yeah. But I really enjoyed that list, actually. We played... um, We were playing 12 rounds, and um, we played... uh, What do you call it? Road. that was the only ah. random stuff I messed around with. Uh, Did I that have any effect on your game? Because you you said you had a bunch of PS4s on your previous um, game. Just the lot. The lot was the only um, overlap because his V19s and his his arc were initiative two. So he had four initiative twos. I had one. Then he had initiative three, and then I had the other initiative fours. So I had three aces on the table in that game. And it like we were talking about it. And it was like. He wanted to make the same type of list, but keep Anakin as the I six. I'm like, I don't think you can. I don't think you can get good enough other ships because he runs something similar, but with seven fleet gunner instead of agile gunner, and um, Anakin, which means he's got to take like quick as his fourth ship, which is just um, a V wing. So it doesn't do anything. I'm like, nah. You, I think. I'd rather have the three I-4s and I'll just try and rely on the fact that Anakin's got advanced proton torpedoes to scare the crap out of people. Like, you can't bring Fel anywhere near that. Even Vader and the Defender doesn't want to get shot off the advanced protons, so... Yeah. So yeah, actual X-Wing gameplay. Yeah, It does happen from time to time. I really enjoyed it. 
I was trying to think, so obviously we've been chatting about looking at missions and stuff, and then yeah. I, I played, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll miss not just dogfight, because there is a purity to it. Well, and it's not but, necessarily going away, it's just going to be 25% of what you're playing, as opposed to 100%. But no, I mean, it was, it's hard, because I'm really on board with all of the changes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for everything I've heard, but I, I play some games like I did last night where it's just like no pressure games, just playing for fun, no concerns about like winning tournaments or that, you know none of that style of play at all. And I'm like, is there anything wrong with X Wing? <laughs> like, if all the games, if everyone's games were just like this, just playing with like garbage wish you threw together that day that you don't really, care, you know what I mean? Putting lats on the table, just you know, messing around. I think like, X Wing's a really, really good game. Yeah, that, and, uh, and unfortunately, to... that if is carrying a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, in that sentence. Yes, <laughs> in that sentence, that if is carrying a lot of weight. All right, so let's kind of get on to the the. I I don't want to cut you off. Are you? Done? No, I think I it segues your... pretty well. I mean, I, I was going to say because it seemed like you were setting it up. We're almost professionals at this. Yeah. So that does set us up for discussing the uh, the missions. Obviously, that we've got the interview that we've uh, had a little bit more insight as to how the missions are going to work. Uh, we've broken. We've we knew ahead of time that there were going to be four missions, if I'm not mistaken. We had a, an inkling that there were going to be four, and we had a sort of pseudo idea of how they were going to work. But let's get into it. So, as intimated before, dogfighting is going to be the first one we're going to cover, which is basically it's a regular dogfight doesn't really change anything more than uh, there is no mention as to whether or not half points is going to be a thing or not. But we can kind of assume it still is um, one objective on the board. I'm just reading directly from Chris's notes to make sure. Yeah, I don't so miss it. this was transcribed in a different discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. I'm going to cough. And hence the reason why he has a cough button. Yeah. I remembered this time. Look um, at that. <laughs> um, so this can't be credited to me, it's other people's words, but it's effectively just uh, paraphrasing what uh, AMG spoke about on Fly Better podcast. So yeah, um, the only thing that is interesting is that they've added an objective to the centre of the board in the yeah. dogfight. Yeah. So, do you want to extrapolate? Uh, sure, on so that? there... There will be one objective in the center of the board, which gives you one point per round if you are the player with a ship within range two of it, basically preventing fortressing. And they seem to be really focusing on that. Um, Fortressing must be something that they sat down and saw other world's events, other nationals events, where they saw people fortressing and going, no, that is that that that's not cool. That is not something by technically in the rules, it's in the game. You can do it. We're going to discourage you from doing it as much as possible. It's not just I, like I, I, I still don't see the issue with fortressing, but I, I get mean, that there's lists out there that people have done it. But is that the majority of X-wing? Sean, it's I don't know how else to put it. I feel like we're all in the same age group that we can kind of get. There is a, a generation of people that are currently walking around right now that feel that they shouldn't feel bad about but it's, it's not even that it's like the, so the reason people fortress is because the game rewards you for fortressing right There's if the game like, yeah so like, they're not banning fortressing they're just making the game not encourage it anymore 
get that. My my Why? whole point though is so, and and this is just me, and this is the way that my brain works. But if if you're doing it because point zero zero one percent of all X-wing games that the last ten years has had fortressing, then you're but kind of. I feel like you I you're focusing too hard. I think on one one aspect of what this changes. Because what this means is like, if you want to hang back for a couple of turns to get a better engagement, the Jason list that's going to fly into the middle can get a head start now. So then no, you, you've got to balance. Right, it's not just like the the fortress that you're thinking of sat in the corner self bumping. It, it's the star vipers no, I, flying I around. The, I know that there's the star, star vipers. I get that. Yeah, I get um, that. Phantoms. Uh, even just normal ace play. Like why why we don't we call that lack of engagement then? Because it's not really... Again, this is just someone else paraphrasing from an interview that said Fortress. No, no, no that's, that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. I hear, it's just I'm putting it out there and, and I, I just... And the fixation on fortressing is just what has me, has my brain as limited as it is, not getting where all of the concept of this is coming from. Because, I mean, if it is that big of a problem, then just make it a, you cannot do it, red but, stops, white stops no longer exist, self-bumping they, causes but they, but damage. They do. but they do. They're doing self-bumping causes damage. Like they're they're well, doing that as well. And, but, then, then you're, that, don't worry about putting something in the middle of a board because somebody wants to beat their own ships up if somebody wants to do that then or, or that's what I'm saying. it's this. not it's not just about forcing though it's just doing like uh, it it's to balance that if if i swoop in on turn 11 or in the, the 70th minute of the game claim half points on a ship and then run for the rest of the game this is to stop that kind of put like the slow play the stalling like we've all seen ace plays do this kind of thing Oh yeah, no, it, it's I get to, that. It, it's to give it's just to to change that average of like if you're going to sacrifice what a point a turn. So if you take the first six turns not engaging, they're going to be six points up. And one thing to clarify is that it looks like the way we're talking about it is that the ship points costs are divided by ten to work out um, scenario yeah, we points. Yeah, so like that, so one, it, it, one point isn't one point; it's ten points. If in your head of thinking about, yes, um, no, I get that. But because yeah. you're you're playing to twenty, yeah. But if if half points are still a thing, so if we're talking about half points still being part of the game, here's just I I believe in simple solutions. Bumping cause damage, and if you use red stop or white stop, it causes damage. You know. You get where I'm coming from with this. That discourages it more if half points still exist. Yeah, but that's, half- only, that, that's only one aspect of the stalling, though. Like, I, I, I'm thinking the same thing like you were talking about with Aces and how they were, like, I remember playing games where you're getting down to, like, the last 30 minutes, and this is back whenever they were still doing it by time. I get that that's an, a bygone era, but it, I can imagine a scenario where you're down to, like, your last three or four turns, and I've got a ship with slam, and I'm just going to keep hitting fives, fours, threes and threes, and as long as I don't lose another point of damage, I win the game. It's the same scenario. It's not necessarily a fortress in the corner and not engage. It, it's let me, let me ask game. you. So, but but here I have to ask this then. But isn't that part of strategy in the game? 
I mean, yes, if you're building, I mean, okay, okay, the, shit. Sean, just let me fin- let me come back at you then and say, well, okay, but it's so if it's a strategy that is uncounterable, like there is no counter to it, there is nothing that I can do with the ships that I have on the table to counter your strategy of just running away and not playing the game. Well, how do you fix that? How do you, I mean, that's part of the game. It's how, why though? Why is well, why that not? part of the game? I mean, you build because, a ship. That so you're, you're saying that there should be parts of a game that have no counterplay at all, no matter what you do on the table. I think that's it, part it of the game. I think that if, you know, they had things that could, that they took out. The, the 360 turret was a counterable thing. There, there were things that actually countered it. But, but, no, but, but so I'm, not, I'm talking about a time when we had 360 turrets. I, I 100% guarantee you but if I'm playing Miranda and I'm up with like ten minutes left, you're not, you're never shooting her again. I had that happen to me. Yeah, like I'm just going <laughs> to swam. Away. I'll swam. I'm going to advance swam, and you get actions. See I'm the gonna... reason. The reason why, Chris, because I played against those lists. I played against the Cornhorn R2 D2 Get the Hell Out of Dodge lists, and for me, I never had a problem. If if Great. my well, list, well could... done. <laughs> If if but, my list couldn't counter that, if what I brought to the table, it's just like a, you know, I play a lot of magic still on online, and I also understand the rock paper scissors gaming of games, you know, where if I'm up against a list that has a ship that can slam, my thought process in playing against that list is I got to take that fucking thing off the table yeah, first. But what what I'm saying, if I Sean, can't is do it, so be it. Yeah, but what what they're saying is. They disagree with you. They think that the, the the options that get made on the table are what should matter. Therefore, if you want to do it at the end, you have to have made a big enough lead that the other person can then try and claim the objective. I get it. No, I, I get, get it. Points. I just don't. I don't. Me personally, and, and I'm not knocking Chris. I'm actually not. What I'm saying is I don't see the need for it, but I understand why. I. I I understand why, because your argument is very realistic argument. But in my experience playing the games, I never had a problem if, if my list could defeat. I I, I never had a problem playing against Thai Phantoms when they were first released. I didn't I, either. In essence, I just hated the yeah, ship. I thought it. Well, I thought it was a bad. I ship. I never yeah. had a problem playing against Advanced Cloaking Device Veteran Instincts Whisper. <sighs> like. <laughs> I could beat it, so why, what does it yep. matter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if well, you're, you know, that's but, my but, point. But, but so I feel like that's uh, not a good argument for not changing something for the better. So, like, no, that isn't. I hear, I'm just saying, from my point of view, I don't see the necessity for this. But for what AMG wants to do the game, do with the game, I understand it. Yeah. I just don't. I personally, me, don't think it's necessary. Because, once again... None of it's necessary, though, Sean. Because, like I said, if everyone played the way we play X-Wing, none of this would be necessary. They could just keep the game as it is right now. I get it. No, I understand. But I'm not, you know, I'm only speaking from my personal opinion and experience. You know, I I just, I don't understand why it's necessary. But, you know, whatever. If if that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. And I don't have a problem. Because... Guess what? I'm going to try to build lists that take advantage of it. You know, but one thing I'm afraid of is that now you're putting other things in the game. And hear me out on this. You're putting bumping rules in. You're putting 
stalling rules in, you're putting all these other things in that because you have an objective in the middle of the table that people are going to be trying to capitalize on, you can have the opposite effect where everybody's just smashing together in the middle and that creates another whole issue down the road. Yeah. Because of that. That's what I'm saying is that you're, you're kind of solving a problem by creating a problem. You're not. I mean, until we know what the rules are, we don't know if this creates a problem though. Right. But if what we've heard, and I'm going off what we've heard the rules are to this point, if that is the case from what AMG has stated in streams and whatever, that could create another prime. I, you know, I work in a, I work in a line of work that you take all the risk into consideration before you move to your next step. And the biggest thing is, is that I'm never a believer in solving a problem by creating, you know, and you may not know what the problem is when you create it, but then you're going to ch- have to change the game again. If that becomes a problem, you know, it's, it's just it's that, my it's point that of view. Willing to do that though. No, no, I understand. I'm just saying though, that you already, when you look at the X-Wing community as it is, they're already up in arms about this company and now you're going to make this change and then make another change and then make another change because X, Y, and Z factors are happening because of a change that you made. We need to see the rules. To me, if they change the other rules in the game around to where there's no fortressing and the bumping rules and all that, implement that first before you implement this. That's my personal opinion about it. See what those things do to the game and make the game better so that this doesn't have to be a part of it. Start with that, and then if that doesn't solve the problem, if everybody's racetracking around, so try not I, to shoot. I each other honestly think that you we need to play the dogfight scenario, and we, because oh, yeah. I, I feel like you think this is a lot more than it is. I I like, think that I think that certain lists will easily take advantage of this over other lists. I don't because see. of large bases. Because right. of large bases. So remember, so this only scores points if you are the only player. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But I can build a list where I points. can sit there and just put all my crap out in front of one ship that can sit there and probably keep you away from it for two games or two rounds at least. Uh, do you know how big range a range two bubble around the center is? That's yeah. like over half the I board. Yeah. I know. Right. I know. I. The, but if the, I can force I, you in a dogfight, if I can force you in a dogfight, if I can put three large base ships somehow on the table or two in mediums or three mediums on the table at one time and sit there and just throw a ship ship away. We used to do it with rebel Con. Yeah. But I what mean, I'm saying, what I'm saying, Sean is so that will score you zero points because I'll have my ships flying for position. while my one initiative, my, my one Academy pilot flies into a center. So all of your big fat ships can shoot my Academy pilot and not score points because that one is stopping you from scoring the points because we both have ships in range two. As long as you can get them there. You still have to you, there's no way you can stop me getting an Academy pilot into range two. I don't care how many large red ships you have. I will give you we'll four. See. You're still not stopping me getting a ship within range range two bubble. Okay, we'll see. We'll, right. we'll definitely, our next show, we'll have to do it. That sounded, <laughs> that sounded like a yeah, challenge I, right there. I, I, some of the later scenarios, I'm Team Sean. Right, don't get me wrong. I agree with the principle of what he's saying about large bases being able to control a lot of the objectives. Yep. But for a dogfighting one, because it's not about having more ships, it's I have at least one and you have zero. If we both have at least one, no one scores any point. Right. 
I do understand that yeah. part of it. My yeah. my biggest thing is with this though, is does this now create an element of the game where everybody's just mashing in the middle? I don't think so. I that this means you can't. I mean, I play, mean, like, you're you're playing in the zone with where the asteroids are. Yeah, I mean, but instead I've seen, of playing you know, in the channels, but and and you played a lot of Imperials, Chris. You've played Imperials. Yep. How many times do you set up on a left or right edge of the board and play the left or right edge of the board? Oh. Generally, I'll play if I'm playing Ace List. I'll do like if I'm playing a three ship Imperial List, like I was for a while with Vader and the two tie rbs or vader and the inquisitors i'd have one ship in the middle and one on either flank and turn one one of those ships would have been in range two of the middle just naturally through flying for position i've just seen so many imperial players especially who play the outside edge yeah. on the first two turns yeah yep. i was i was definitely guilty of that you yeah. know and then drive on turn three that's when they would drive through whatever rock formation or whatever yeah. they would drive into it. It kind of takes that because now you're playing the outside edge. But the thing that I like, Sean, is that that's now a, a choice, though. Like, there is I a choice to make. Like, but instead of that, that just always being the correct answer, sometimes that will be wrong now, whereas in before that was never wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, Chris. I just think that you're solving a problem by creating yeah, I suppose yeah, we. My... I think fundamentally we just disagree that it's created a problem because I think that there's going to be games where I would still do that and I will give you the two point head start because I think that against with my list that I'm playing against against your list, I think that I can get more value from spending these two turns positioning. But there might be a turn where I want to clip the uh, the range, the edge of range two on the way past just to stop you scoring it for a turn because i feel like i can only give you one point head start no, all, I, I, all of yeah. all of this compounds into more decisions for me to make which makes the game more challenging it's more fun, it's more fun more to fun. me yeah. If you, yeah yeah no i, I understand yeah. that. i'm just looking at it from the play styles that i have seen and played against in the past and you know basically it just makes the you're 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 putting the joust back into the game where there was a lot of strategy without joust in the game too. Uh, I see know? a lot of joisting right now, Sean. I'm sure I do I too. On... No, I, I do too. I watch, but... I watch Gold Squadron streams, and you know, I watch. I actually watch a lot of X-wing now, and the game. I mean, but they're all playing hyperspace. Are they're all playing the non-hyperspace, you know, yeah. version of the game, which is a different game altogether than if you take just ships that are in black boxes with the exception of the few that were second edition printed ships in first edition when i look at i'm kind of curious to see what they do when because you've got to figure like this rules pack is going to like whatever x-wing 2.5 whatever title they decide to go with is probably going to get dropped in one big rules pack i'm kind of curious to see if their streamers will switch or if they will be in those uh crowds of you know never i'm never changing I mean, what I'm talking about is, you know, if you're looking at this for, if you're looking at first, you know, Sunday on the coffee table play, it doesn't matter. Right, but right. If, but if you're looking at it as a tournament or you're looking at it as local league play, things like that, I, it's going to be, number one, it's going to be hard for a lot of leagues to change to begin with anyway, just because everybody wants to play with all their toys. But when it comes to tournaments and tournament play, if they go to Black Box and the other, the other ships, then 
it does change how X-Wing is played, you know, because I've built hyperspace lists because that's what I'm hoping that we decide when we play these, we try it with hyperspace lists rather than, even though we don't know the full list that AMG is putting over the full Well, I think set. what we were talking about um, is like um, a second edition format, which is like the released ships. Right. Yeah. So you can't play a TIE Phantom because they've not been released. You can play Correct. a rebel. You can play a rebel Tie Fighter because whilst that that specific chip hasn't been released, you can buy a Tie Fighter and you can get the cardboard out of a conversion kit. Right. So anything that you could walk into a game store that has everything available in stock, you can fly. So you can fly Rebel Hawks, even though it's only in the um, Scum Aces pack. You can fly a Resistance Falcon, even though the only model currently available would be the Rebel or Scum Falcon. You can't fly um, a Star Fortress because it's not not been re-released and there's no, right. it's not in any pack. So that's what I would do is just have some form. Oh, the only uh, the only feels bad man one is that you can't fly a Tie Bomber. Yeah, the Tie Bomber has not been re-released. Yeah. Even though they played such a key role in, in Imperial history, and I just not no spoilers or anything. Bobby, but I just, the bombing of Mandalore. Oh, you spoiled it! I was trying not to not to spoil things. Well, yeah, I'm that pretty was sure, badass. Well, I'm pretty oh, sure no. any, everyone knows that Mandalore got dis- bombed by the Imperial. Yeah, yeah. especially in, in uh, Mando season three, episode one. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what that was. Oh my god, it was so literally. Weird. But I mean, it was interesting to see like the Imperials didn't decide to do that from like an orbital bombardment. They decided. I I will say, I got to give Chris credit for that though, because when I sent that message over our our uh, messenger, and he put, "What do you mean, season three, episode one of Mandalorian?" I I laughed for probably ten minutes. You know. Well, of course, I had no idea what he was talking about until I got to the end, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what that was." Yeah. Yeah, my own um, Boba Fett I, uh, wasn't even in it. I know, and I was gonna say like that's probably that's I probably mean, my biggest regret. Trying not to spoil anything or storyline or whatever. That's probably my biggest concern. It was probably the best episode, in my opinion, of Bo- the of Boba Fett so far. And Boba was in it exactly. It was the best episode of Boba Fett. Uh, I don't, I don't care. I, I watched four and five back to back because I hadn't seen so, episode so four I. from last week. And it flowed pretty well. I think if you watch it all through, I don't think you'll notice. Yeah, no, I mean... But anyway, I don't want to do... Because we didn't do a spoiler one. I don't want to go too much on to Yeah, we won't go to do anything deep. like that. But yeah, I all mean... Right. People can not like it, but I don't care because it's fine. I, I don't even like Bubba Fett and I'm enjoying it enough. It's it's just mindless TV. It's like, uh, it's like watching Friends. It's like watching The Office. You know, it's put some it on, watch it. It's okay. It's in the, it's in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And Danny Trejo's in it, for the love of God. Danny Trejo's in Star Wars. Can, can we at least acknowledge that now? Um, hey, anyway, I'm sorry. No, I mean, no anyway, not- before, you, before you move on, uh, we, we, your thoughts on Dogfight. We've had me and Sean talking for 20 minutes. Come on. Oh, I wanted to let that debate go organically. I thought it was pretty well. Overall, I'm in the camp of... So I remember people, whenever they first announced they were going to be doing this, they thought there was a soccer ball one where they had to kick it off into the edge. And I think this is what they thought it was. It turns out that that's not the case. Um, 
personally myself, I don't see this changing anything. The only area of concern that I think I have is in the close game. Like how many games have you played in a dogfighting where you just eked out by 10 or 15 points a win? I'm thinking about things like scoring. How are we tracking scoring in these? Because let's, again, we don't know what the, the, what the determined number of rounds is going to be in the tournament level, but we, they gave us numbers. Let's say it's 12. Are you going to have a score sheet every round to say round one, no one scored round two. I scored it round three. Chris scored it round four. Chris scored it. Cause then when you get to the end, you are playing to 20 points. One or two I mean, of those scoring one of the two of those could take a loss to a win. I, and that's the only area of concern that I have with this. I don't believe you. You never had close games. I don't believe. No, I've had lots of close games. Oh, how, how, what happens in 40k? How many ways have I put scoring points in 40k? Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. And I how agree. do you keep track of it? Oh, man, it must be really hard to figure out who won a game of 40k. I didn't say that it was hard. I said it was going to be different. That was all. Because we're used to, at the end of the day, counting up all these points. It's because this could, especially in this particular format for dogfighting, could potentially shift a loss to a win, there's going to have to be some type of sheet or something on the table to score. You know what this could be? A D20. Could be. It's got could a point. Be. Oh, I'm on one. It's got a point. I'm on two. Yeah. It's got a three point. I'm my on only, five now. My only problem I mean, with look, that is look, when people get your, a your favorite dice rolls. Your favorite card game has roll down D20s, man. They do, but I never use this. I always, I always use the mechanical ones because, as all too often, sometimes we get a little overzealous with our dice rolls. And oops, oh, I know that was on an eleven before. I'm just gonna put it back to an eleven. Was it? Was it? But um, yeah, I. But so I, where where I thought you were going on this was different actually, because theoretically, like if I've got a thirty-five point ship. So I was getting there. My question. I was getting there. So when you get half points, so so everything is divided by ten, right? So let's say somebody has. So yeah, we assume so. So where do where do scores go when it's one hundred eighty-two? So does that mean that it's eighteen point two points? Well, that's what we can have a rounding factor because that's what I mean. Is it like if you throw rounding into this, it changes the whole scoring system in itself. Like I need to do. I some... was le- I was right ramping up into this. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, two hundred divided by thirty-five. Okay, five. So, so I it's thirty-five times five. It's so yeah. So I'm just being a moron. Sorry, guys. Um, That's okay. You can kill if it if a thirty-five point ship rounds up to four points. You can kill one hundred and seventy-five points and win. Or you can kill 150 points, score two objectives on this, and still win. Yeah. Which Let's starts see. really, really starting to change yeah, the dynamics uh, like, on it. Uh, it but, so, like, is it, is it, it's a ship count done at the end, so you take the, the full number? Well, that's that's why it's weird. It's, it's, it's interesting. Well, you're going to play, know. you're going you're, you're gonna to have to play a decimal point game in this. Because I, I don't think they're going that that uh, but, that but my point, I know where you're. I think I agree with your where you're going, but I don't think they're going that way. Because you know, when you get down to it, thirty-five points is actually. So I I always look at this backwards. So I don't look at it as a subtraction because that puts you at one sixty-five. So if you had thirty-five points, it's one sixty-five, which is sixteen point five points on the dividing by ten. 
So yeah. if somebody scored 175, you had 165, for you to actually win that, you would have to claim two objectives. Uh-huh. Yeah. And otherwise, it would end up as a tie. It would be a draw at that point. Because if you only collected one... Well, and there's one other factor this... this there's one other factor then, that I want to poison the well with a little bit. Keeping in mind, it's the first to 20. So I could go through, grab those early objectives in the beginning. We'll, we'll take Chris's scenario that he was talking about before, because I was thinking about this as we start. So I'm still going to play Imperials like I always play Imperials. I'm going to spend the first two, maybe even potentially three rounds on the outsides. And you go ahead and score those three points early. I'm, I take one or two ships off the board. I'm at 18 points and it's turn five. Yeah. It's the first to 20. It could I, be. I think games are going to end sooner. I, I exactly. You too. I do too. Which I don't I know if I care or not. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know if it's good for the game or bad. Yeah. Well, I, I will. One point, I like the game is ended turn five. So, you know, you can, you can distribute in the, in 1.0 prior to bombs becoming a great thing, I bought games where it's just eight aces list. Yeah. You know, and took the board quickly. And, and aces doing the same thing to two, two shippers you know, to a Han, a Han Solo and something else, you know. Yeah, and I... I don't know. up with points is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I It's just, it's interesting. I, I've got, I don't, I, what is it to say? I don't know. But, like, even if you go the other way, like, if it rains down, like, what then the fuck would... happens then? Is it now impossible to win? Well, because that's, that's the other thing that you get into. So let's say for sake of argument that it does round down, then you make sure that you have all of your ships at that at 24 point. Like, yeah, a five or a 24 or 25 points, like in and around that five, four or five, so that you literally are taking points off the board that they can't get through no fault of their... Like, there's so many gamey ways that that could go. It's it's just interesting. I Scoring divided by 10 without decimal points is difficult. I mean, it's going to be a very difficult thing. I, I'm not. It's weird because I, I'm not worried about it. If that makes any sense, I'm sure they're not more. Like maybe that's why they, to address Sean's earlier point, maybe having this one point thing in the middle is what fixes that. Like maybe right. you needed a second way to score points because of a weird way rounding was working. They found that it didn't, you know, didn't. Re- didn't the games didn't feel resolved properly, so they added this like I don't know. It's like this basically to prevent fortressing statement is someone's assumption. Like Yeah, I, I think there's way more to it than it. I agree. Uh, which yeah, is why because, I brought this which is why I brought this point up. Yeah. Well it, and that's that's the thing is that I haven't listened and I won't listen to the podcast, but you know, I, I would hope that we're getting just information straight from the horse's mouth and no no interpretation. Oh, there's all, yeah, if you're reading this, when Ed's reading them out, this is paraphrased, so this is through the lens of somebody else. This isn't verbatim what they were saying. So, uh, yeah, I would take a bunch of those kind of statements with a pinch of salt, saying that this is basically to prevent fortressing. Right? I don't know that I agree with I that. I mean, it might be yeah. the primary motivator, but like, as Sean said, there's a bunch of other things that they can do and are doing if they're bumping stuff. Like, that does this as well, so like maybe you know there's there's a multitude yeah, of yeah, factors no, no, kind it. of thing. But yeah, I think that's enough on dog bite. Ed, I I, I can't do it. <laughs> We're done. Okay, you're done. 
So my 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 final closing thought before we just, before we move on is it was that same point is like I it's going to be interesting to me to be fighting in a dogfighting scenario where the game could end on turn six or seven because someone's reached twenty points and the game hasn't come to what we would consider in previous editions or previous versions of the game as a natural conclusion. So it's just something we're going to need to get used to because all of the other missions are exactly the same way because every single one of them has five objectives in it. Uh, the one that which, really, which, which I have a statement on, but <laughs> I had thing, a feeling you might. The thing that really interests me on this side of it that I find strange, and maybe it's just for the sake of like tournament scoring, so you score on, um, on scenario points rather than scoring on MOV and stuff like that. But like, there's no reason why the dogfight scenario couldn't be ten points for your objective, and it's on a scale of first to two hundred. Correct. So, True. given that I don't think that these people are morons, there's probably, I don't think they are either. Yeah, but there uh, must be a reason why. I mean, maybe it's important that they all score the same way, as I say, for tournament scoring. And maybe they find that 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 is more important than the intricacies of the divide by ten for dogfight. So, yeah, I don't know. I do. I, I do. I do find one thing though that. It does kind of go against their, in, a, in in my opinion, it goes against their. If you don't have two a two hundred point list, you're giving points away because you're basically getting the points are getting back in this, you know. And you know, it allows, someone's going to do it too, Sean. Someone's going to do yes, it. You know, where I could build one hundred ninety points, give you ten points, and still because it's only one point in the bit, you know, at the end result, and still win it because I'm able to center objective the game. Well, I was thinking more of the scenario where I could go 10 points down, give you 10 points, but because the half points on all of my ship gain those right back. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, this one we've already seen on stream, but that is the assault on the satellite ray. Um, five objectives, one in the center, four placed by their players on the board. Score one point for whoever has the most ships within range one of each objective. Uh, large and medium based ships count as two ships. Uh, large ships could uh, theoretically score two objectives at once if they were placed in the correct spot. Not a ton to cover over in this one because we've already physically seen it on stream actually played. But if there's more we want to add to it, by all means, feel free. But I think we've already kind of covered that one to death whenever we saw it. Yeah, this one is... This is a 40 think... mission. <laughs> That's what this is. Wait, sorry, I think this is like a standard area control kind of mission. It it like, is. Lots yeah. of games have them. And it's the one I feel like I like the most because my brain can interpret it the easiest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've seen it on stream, so it's like, yep. yeah, yeah, I can like, I can see how that would work and like how I'd kind of, well, like thinking about my lists from earlier, how I would use those to try and control these and like what choices yep. I'd make. And like some of the lists that I've made just, just can't. Like, won't survive in this scenario. Well, another right. thing too is I, I think that this needs to go to that kill team method where if they're on your side of the board, they're worth you know they're worth less than if they're on your opponent's side of the board. That's just me, and that's because if I'm putting two close ones, I we're just capping points easily. Yeah, like like at the, the beginning of the game, you're worth one. The one in the center is worth two, and the ones on your opponent's side are worth three. Yeah, worth three. Yeah, I could I could see something like that. Maybe we'll see that in another season, like. The problem with speaking from experience of that in other games, it kind of skews um, 
the factions and stuff. And like, yeah, if you I, can, I, I like, agree, I agree. Like some again, like Slam just becomes stupendously good because right. I can, like, I can get to the middle before you can even get there. So you can't clear and the middle. I can contest they, your ones, and if you if you rush to try and get mine, I already have. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. You're it, ahead of the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that. But but to me, this this is just this is just. If I'm going to play this, okay. I'm going to do large base ships. I'm going to move slow, cap mine at two points. If they played small base ships, they're capping theirs at one point, and so on and so forth. Get to the middle. I'm going to cap it at two points. They're going to cap it at one point. And keep going, and then I just play the chase game after that, where I capture one. You know, if I have two ships and capture four points in the first turn because I put mine as close to my territory as possible, now I'm at a four to two against them. For, that's for one scenario, though. So, like, I agree with no, you. No, but, but that's my point. That, that's my point is that if you're going to score it this way, you're you're given the advantage to large base ships in that you're two to oneing small base ships unless every ship captures and then that's a, then I, I just don't know how this solves the fortress oh i don't I'm, think this is a i, don't I think you've got to play it involved. sean i don't i don't like i think I uh, you're right i think that the style of issue you're talking about would have an advantage in this kind of scenario until i start shooting you because like if i let you get 12 points up but I've killed two of your ships, which gets me to eight, and then I can start like herding you off off them and stuff like that. So are you are you just going to like just one hard around them with your big bases while I just pummel you? No, like, and uh, one of the things they spoke about, which I don't know that uh, it's definitely not covered in this, but one of the things they they spoke about is like you one hundred percent can take a list that specializes in one of these scenarios if you're at a free reigned event and that scenario doesn't come up because they're just randomly generating them right then what do you do or i'm thinking even worse in the scenario where you're in a large event and you're going eight rounds the scenario that you've you play it twice yeah twice and then yeah. the other six rounds are rounds that you like that's what i'm saying so like in theory could you list build to to capitalize on one of these scenarios sure Absolutely. The other three you're going to get crushed because you're not built for the other scenarios. I mean, I was going to kind of touch on this at the end, but I feel like now is probably a more appropriate point in the conversation. But I, I feel like my I, if you ask me to predict what X-Wing looks like for the moment these drop, I think that it doesn't change. I think people focus on the dogfight and, and try to adapt the play style into the scenarios because if you're killing your opponent's ships naturally you're going to gain an advantage anyway and like yeah maybe two ship lists are dead maybe a two ship list just isn't going to kill so fast enough to to outmatch the, the pace of the scoring of these objectives like yeah i i personally am kind of veering away from three ship lists i'm like Four ships, kind of a minimum I want to mess around with at the moment. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, we lost Sean. There. I was still a little bit worried. That's oh, it's back. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that when my my uh, so I just jumped to another channel to back down. Yeah, no. But real quick on this, I do have one question. So, what about asteroids? Are you going to bring asteroids to the table now? 
Um, like asteroids. So I don't think that changes. Asteroid. No, 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 no. Because talking- asteroids, I'm talking asteroids cause damage. Asteroids does a lot more to the game where if you brought a, a you know, debris cloud or a gas cloud or other the- stuff, why I would rather have that if I'm playing this type of scenario than an asteroid because I'm going to guarantee you, I'm probably going to have to fly over some debris to capture some of these, you know, these these things, and to be able to have an advantage to kill kill ships, you have to have actions and things like that at the same time. So, so, so I don't, you don't know, want to damage yourself. Yeah, I don't know what um how of you guys know, but obviously they spoke about the new obstacles as well and what they're going to do. So asteroids, if you fly over an asteroid you take a damage and then you roll a dice and if it comes up a hit or a crit you take a damage so rocks yeah, could so now do two damage yeah they're um, directed potential yeah. directed now debris i believe was um roll for damage uh but auto gives you a stress and then stress. gas clouds was auto strain and um roll a dice take an ion on hits and three ions on a crit so you can iron oh and they break all locks as well so you can personally ionize yourself on gas voids. Yeah, personally myself, I, yeah, see, cool. I see KG players putting obstacles right next to objectives for that exact intent. Of if you're gonna go for that and try to park around that, you're you're gonna be paying for it. No, it's not even I've I've put like the the big asteroid on your it, the way Sean was talking about it, the two on my side. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put right. the rocks to protect the ones on my side. So if you want to come straight at them, then you've got to fly through the rocks to get there or go around them and slow you down. Yeah. 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 So because, you know, not only do you have objectives on the table, here's here's how I would love to see objectives. The 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 next one we talk about I hate (laughs) and and it's because I've played this before in X Wing at our league and it doesn't work well. But that's from from a lot of testing this in what we did before, it did not work very well. But but to get back to this, I would almost rather see scattered ice and play and and objectives move. I would rather see that than have them be static in place. Because if you want a strategy game, if you want to talk about a game where you have to think every single turn and plan, well you have to plan things not being in the same place at the turn. I'm just going to pause, Sean, because I want to try changing the server, because your audio is going really, really weird. So, one, yeah, you're st- I-, I was wondering if it was just me. Let me, let me, let me restart, let me restart uh, uh, the whole thing. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's just really strange, Sean, like you, the pacing and the, the pitch and tempo and everything's yeah, you- just weird. You start off talking normally. Yeah, let me, you let me, you speed up really, really fast, and, you're, and then you slow down. And it's it's yeah. really bizarre, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's probably the Wi-Fi, you know, for my Bluetooth on the yeah. new computer. I got to yeah. get a new Bluetooth antenna. But let me quit out, and I'll come right back into disc. Yeah, I'll not bother anything any of this. Out. It was uh, it was fine, but then I was like, oh, it's going to keep doing it. I should probably try and fix it because well, I can't. I don't know. Okay, how does it sound now? Yeah, yeah, good. You're good now. When it, it does, it just tell me, and then I'll quit out and come back in. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think... know if anyone else is hearing it too. I thought it was just me, but I look, I I keep hearing Discord bleeps, and I don't know if that's just me or if anyone else is hearing it because I keep looking at mine, going, "Am I getting notifications that I'm not seeing?" I'm like, "No, I'm I, I'm not." 
I'm not going to feel like that. I mean, okay. Discord's going to be Discord, you know. Yeah. It, like there, it, I just heard one just now. Did anyone else hear that? Oh, no. so is it okay. what I'm talking? I, I, I'm trying to isolate it, but we've all been talking at the same time. So, it's yeah, really so, so it probably is so, just me. I just don't know where it's coming from because I have all the other stuff muted. Yeah, I have everything muted, so I don't know. If it's coming from me, then it's through my Bluetooth setup. So okay. that's the only thing I can think of. Well, if nobody else heard it but me, then it's either that or I'm having a psychotic episode. Both answers I would accept is probably yeah. true. So, let's talk. I'm interested to hear about the one that Sean hates because this is the one that's the more. I mean, before we get it, it's the one that we've got the, the least information. Right, this is the opposite of the assault on a satellite array where we've got a uh-huh. lot because we've seen it. Like, there's a lot of spurious stuff in this that. We don't this is really know one. how it works. It's pretty vague. So I, I think yeah. this is the one, if it if it plays the way that I think that they're going for, I think has the most probability of being the most problematic of the four. Right. But let's get into it. So this is called Carry the Crates. There are five objectives around the table. Uh, again, going off the notes that someone else took from the developers is not directly from the developer's mouth. Um, so there are five objectives around the tables. Uh, scenario is the action. You, t- you have to take an action to pick up the crate which means you're dropping a focus. You're like, you're not doing any of those Uh, while carrying it. You have restricted dial actions. Uh, It says in the quote, more like a Y wing. So I'm really kind of curious as to how they're going to handle that, especially if my dial on my ship doesn't match that of a Y wing. How do I handle that? But we'll get to that later. Um, If someone rolls a crit when shooting at you, you drop the crate. If you roll a crit, uh, if you go through if a crit goes through while you're on them, that's a really weird wording on that. Yeah, so what what the guy's trying to say, because I obviously I listened to this, so I know what he's referencing. Yeah, okay. Uh, they were talking about if you're running away with a crate and someone shoots you and they get a crit, you drop mm-hmm. the crit. But they weren't clear on if the crit has to land or if I just have to have rolled it. Oh, uh, I assume it's back. I assume yeah. it has to land. Yeah, I would. Okay, I see what you're saying. I would assume that would have to land. Uh, and crates earn points each round. So this is the go out and capture the flag, and then running around with it until you yeah. get shot. Capture this is the one that I feel different flags. Five different flags. This is the one that I feel is going to be the most problematic for. I don't know if necessarily for the the reasons that everyone else might think it's going to be. I think it's going to be problematic because there's just, you have the possibility is if you really wanted to. First of all, it, it says crits if a crit goes through. So technically, there are ways that I could self-crit. So can I just park objectives in a corner surrounded by you know obstacles and say, go, go get them and just set you up kind of thing? But yeah, the moving the objectives around the board is really going to be kind of, I think, the one's going to be the most problematic. Like, so for example... Cool. So, like, does it fall? Does it follow behind the ship? Does it follow to the side of the ship? Does it follow to the left, to the right? What if you have a bomb and you drop and it's behind? I'd you assume you actually just put it on the ship card. You'd think, like, okay, so like the old uh, ball in Blood Bowl, where you just put it on the base of the ship and just kind of run I'd, with it, carry the football kind so. of thing. I mean, and that's fine. Like, that's how that. Like, what one hundred percent that is an assumption because I yeah. feel like having to every time you move and then barrel roll, having to like move a token around with you just feels like a pain in the ass well and i was thinking of weird scenarios like if you're carrying it behind you and you do a k-turn where you're just at the edge of the mat yeah that's what i mean surely surely you just put it on your ship card just feels like the easiest yeah yeah i i'm all for the blood bowl solution for that one where you just put the ball on the base of the character that has it i'm okay with that um i don't know it just seems 
we get into those scenarios. We just got done talking about this in the dogfighting ones where you could literally you have ships that could quite literally, if they chose to racetrack around the board and never get touched. If you have two of those ships and they're just racetracking around the board with those, with those objectives, that could be really interesting. So the one for me that I like about on this one is like, oh, if TIE Swarms are dead, are they? Because I'm pretty Maybe. sure if I just take Delmico, Iden, and a bunch of academies, all my academies speed forwards at initiative one, take the scenario action, and then Delmico and Iden come along and go, well, you know, you landed a crit? Well, I'm going to cancel all of that damage, aren't I? You didn't Mark land a crit. Back. Oh, man. Just with, with this one, you could never play a two-ship build. No, because like you would you would lose just right off attrition off of it's a three to two score pretty much yeah. you know when you're when you're figuring this out the second thing is is getting a crit through can be difficult especially if you're playing three defense dice ships who can actually do things um i mean second part of this sure well, i can't even roll crits never mind land them <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the only time the i third... roll crits is when i roll over debris <laughs> yeah i mean all i can see is having a bunch of advanced proton torpedoes in the game now because you have to land crits Ooh. to get them to drop them the third thing is is that going to a restricted dial i think that's going to be a difficult thing to yep, do and, now once again that's... we don't know once again that's conjecture so we don't know it but if that is the case then that's going to become very difficult. To me, if I'm doing this, if I'm designing this one, I'm putting two on the board total. One is a red, one is a blue, one side's a red, one side's a blue, and it's literally a capture the flag style game. Also, they need to make it so that if you do a red maneuver, you drop it, because if you're going to restrict that dial down to a Y-wing, make it so that red maneuvers, because here's the problem. We did this a few, probably five times, and tried to refine it better in our league, we only did four tokens. We didn't do five. We did four because we wanted to keep it even so two ship lists could have a chance to win um, in this. The scoring was different. You know, it wasn't a 20-point scoring and all that. But you said it, Ed. It's, this becomes a racetrack game at that point. Yep. A Y-wing, even, and we'll use the conjecture, a Y-wing still has a good dial. It's yeah, not a bad it, it, dial. dial. It's not that bad, and it doesn't. But say it can move. Anything. It can move four, four straight. And that's what's going the moment with uh, ships that got pushed. It doesn't say anything or slam. That doesn't say any of them can't do their three straight and then push and do another three straight. Correct. And, and that's well, the thing slam. is that I know that we don't know. The, I know that we don't know everything around this. That this is just a brief interpretation. Mm -hmm. The second part of it is how crates score. You know, is it if you're holding it at the end of the round, it scores? It do you continue to hold it? Or... Crates earn points at the end of the round, so yeah. But do you drop the crate at the end of the round, or do you continue to hold the crate? Because yeah. now... My, my guess would be that you perform the action to pick it up, and then you continue to hold it until something causes you not to hold it. Which means you have to put red maneuvers in, because crits are far and few between, in essence, until you're playing against somebody who rolls hot dice all the time and gets tons of crits. That's my point is, is that this right here, if if it's not a drop every round, and then you can't pick up the same crate, you know, the next round, you can get some very nimble and maneuverable ships that... All A-wings? 
that becomes the I'm just going to fly away type game. And if I have two, in multiple three, different four, directions. <laughs> yes. And if I have, you know, A-Wings have three defense dice. They do. And if I can make sure you don't shoot at me this round, and then next round I continue to carry it, I get an action next And now, now that creates more issues because now I got to roll a crit to knock it off. The only reason, you know, one of the reasons why I think that this is going to be I mean, another... I could just kill you as well, you know, then you'll drop it. Right. Which is what yeah. I would yeah. do if I'm playing this scenario. I'm just, I'm if I'm playing any of these, I'm just bringing ships lists that I think can take ships off the table. I'm not going to worry about objectives at that point. I mean, yes, I'll try to get some if I can, but I'm going to bring, you know, kind of like your your Darth Vader list that you played against my IGs. That's a great list to have with this because it's powerful enough to take ships off the table, do damage and take ships off the table in all of these scenarios. To where if you just play mid-game, if you play mid-game and try to design for the scenarios, I don't think you have a chance of winning. But if you design your list to take ships off the table, just like a dogfight, just like you would in a regular dogfight, that's how you play this game. You're just kill factor. The second area of concern I have with this particular mission is it's very alpha strikey and not necessarily alpha strike on the, I come in and I blow up two ships on turn two alpha strike. It's the, I come in and grab three objectives right away. And even if it takes you two rounds to load me up, I'm at six points, eight points by the time you've taken one ship out. And we, as we right. discussed before in previous missions, it's a first to 20. So there right. is a, there is a distinct possibility that faster lists will have a larger advantage. Although you could make the argument that slower ships have an advantage in one of the other previous ones. Well, saw the one. one thing I think we might not be considering in this conversation is that it's a scenario action. So you're using your action to pick it up and, if so, say you're playing A wings, Sean, or Ed's playing interceptors. You have a three agility, but I know where they have to go to pick up these crates, and I know that that mm-hmm. turn you're not getting an action. So I'll take my five X wings yeah. and just slowly That's fly up in yeah. front of them, focus and just okay. shoot. You, I'm not going to claim everybody. a single objective this round, yeah. But I am going to put what fifteen dice into your naked agility. Let's yeah. see what happens. And that's what I'm going to play these. And I'll right. take, like Chris said, five X wings, and I can now put on the table. Well, and I just try to erase you. Yeah, because they now, said if you get it and you run away. Well, it's not even that. It's like uh, they said that you're going to get points with killing ships. So if you've mm-hmm. got like, an A wing, is what forty points. But like, if you've Somewhere got there, any yeah. anything any upgrades on it, okay, so you get three, I get zero, I kill your airwing. Mm-hmm. So you don't have three, you have two. So you've got two, I've got four points now. Right. right. Yeah. No, next, I get it. That's... Next turn, you're gonna get two more, and the onus is on me to kill something again. But then mm-hmm. I can but... pick up the one that you drop. You know what I mean? But, yeah. It, it's... But my point is, Chris. My point is, Chris, is that let's just say all five A wings pick them up. And survive, okay? And now they, you know, because if I'm an A-wing and I'm picking it up, I'm dialing, dialing in, you know, the longest maneuver away from X-wings or any other ship that I can. Cranking up the speed at that point. Exactly. Well, so now again, I'm at least but, two turns. Again, we don't know what move like a Y-wing means. No, I understand. I'm just, no, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just yeah. saying that I've, 
this, that's why I was saying this one is the one that feels the most nebulous to me. There's so much of that, like, oh, oh I don't like that. And then it's like, oh, do I like that? I mean, I don't know. Does it matter? Like, yeah, you're right. That that Y wing maneuver, the Y wing like maneuver, is going to be a big contributing factor as to how well this plays out. The, the here's the funny part, though. I think this is going to be a fun scenario. I think this is going to be a boatload of fun to sit down and play this. I think it'd be oodles of fun, but I don't know that it fits well into a competitive one. But I, again, we don't have enough information to know to see where so this goes. If I were to do this, so if I were to do my league all over again and do this, what I would do is have. Each player have two, a blue and a red player. Each one comes, has two of them. They put them on the board, and then you have to destroy those to get the points. So it's not points every round. It's destroy one, and you get X points. Destroy both, you get X points add, you know, another set of points added. So let's say three points each. You destroy those things. Now you're at six. Now you have to kill ships, too, you know. For you to win, now you have to go out there and kill ships. I mean, this is. I don't. I'm I just. Don't I'm, know. Here's here's my. I, thing. I would. You know. Yeah, go on, Sean. Well, objective based games to me. So you got to remember, I didn't come from the 40k realm. I did not come from the realm of other games that have objective basing in the game. I came into a dogfight game that you just killed everything on the board and walked away. The problem to me with objectives is, A, if I'm doing the same thing, and hopefully they come up with more, but I played Dragon Wing, which was very, very objective-based game. That was and the in, D&D version of X-Wing kind of thing? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But those those games where you capture, it was a single capture, you got the points, and it was done on most of their objective stuff. It wasn't you kept capping, 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 capping to get the points. It literally was, you know, you did it once and you got the points, and that was fun. That made it interesting because then it was still a dogfight game at the end of that one, you know, in essence. 40K used to have, this is, I'm dating myself and I apologize, Uh, 5th edition 40K used to have a mission called The Relic, which basically there was a single objective in the center of the board, and it was literally capture it and take it with you. You were limited on your movement and how fast the unit could move that had it. But once you had it, you had it. But other units could, okay, I'm going to blow away that unit of space marines that's got it. I'm going to go and pick it up, and I'm going to take it over here. And the primary objective is whoever held the relic at the end of the end of the game, they're the ones that won. It was all the points right there. That mm-hmm. was an interesting scenario, but it was also one of the most hated scenarios because you had units that were much, much faster than others. You had bike units and scout units that went out and grabbed it, and then they would just fortress themselves behind, all right, you've got to go through all of my army to get the relic. Because I've got it buried in my corner now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like there's too many. Yeah, uh, there's too many. There's too much. It's not, not even. Like, as in, there's too much. We're we're bringing too much baggage into it. I think yeah, for, probably. For I, think, this I think you're always going to bring baggage into it. Until it's oh, well, like, that's the entire fun of the show, Sean. Like, people exactly. are here that's to listen to all the baggage. But what I'm saying to make an like an objective review of what this means is like realistically what we should have said is carrier crates there isn't enough information here for us to have an opinion it's a correct right. an- that's a correct yeah, answer that is the correct it's answer, a, it's, the correct answer. it's the right. least fun answer but you know what i mean i'm just yeah. making sure that that perspective is kept before we move on exactly. you know what i mean yeah that yeah. should be the top, that should be the cap on this and i think and i do think you started with that this is the one that's the most nebulous that we have the least amount of information on 
But here's some opinions on if this is going where I think that they're going. All right. And the last one, it's funny, Sean had, I think, kind of mentioned something similar to this earlier, is the uh, scramble the sensor array. Also five objectives. So if you're keeping score at home, it's one objective, five, five, and five. So your two ship builds are probably going to struggle three quarters of the time in all the other scenarios. Um, Perform a scenario action within range one of the objective holder uh, to claim an objective uh, by placing a token on it. If unclaimed, you can claim it. Uh, If claimed by an opponent, you remove their claim token, and then you have to roll to see whether you claim it or not. Now, that's the only part that they kind of like, I'm like, so basically what you're going to have, you're going to five stationary uh, objectives throughout the game, and it's flyover, claim, fiber claim. Oh, that one's flipped from red to blue. That one's blue to red. And then your scoring points is as you go along. That yeah, can be I, a ton. I'm going to take umbrage with you mm, in the middle of that. And I can give you a clear reason why, which I think is going to convince you that you're wrong. As you often do, you tend to prove me wrong often. By all means, please do. So I believe what you're saying is that whoever gets their first can just take an action and they claim it. Whoever mm-hmm. gets their second can take an action, they unclaim it, and then might claim it on the basis of a dice roll. And you Correct. didn't like the randomness of that dice roll being needed. Correct. So what happens if... Like, why why do we need to buff Initiative 6 more? Because Initiative 6 is always uh, going to get the last. That is a fairly good point. Because this isn't a not... Like, you're thinking about this in the context of 40k... Uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The your choices are fixed in X Wing in the order you can move ship. That's a fairly good point because you're right. I could go to an objective within range one, and then your I your I six could come in and then unclaim it and then reclaim it all yeah. in the same turn. Okay, all right, I can I can see that. The only thing I don't care for about the randomness one is I, I wasn't thinking that scenario. I was thinking the the far off outpost one over there that's red that I want to flip blue. And I send my TIE fighter over to get it and I flip it or I, you un, I unclaim it for you. And then I have to spin back around to claim it again. <laughs> That's hard. The, just hard one. It's fine. You've got a TIE fighter. Yeah, you are, that is true. That is true. Right into the rock, but I'll be there to claim. Oh, wait, I can't take another action. <laughs> well, it's one of those, like, I can see, like, uh, watch on again. Coming back. Yeah, cool. Um, like, if you think about it, the, like, I, my I1 moves and claims one of them. The other four are still unclaimed. So, then I, you're. I, yeah, go on, Sean. That's just crazy nuts. So, we have an initiative based game, and we have, you know, I1 gets it, then I6 bully comes and beats him up and takes it, okay? Why don't we, why don't in this scenario we say all ships are zero, or initiative zero, and it's an I go, you go from that point on. So, so instead of having it to where your strategy in this is having higher pilot skill ships that can just kick the uh, crap out of the pawn on the table, we make it so that it's it's an I go, you go, no matter what your initiative level is. It's only one scenario that you do this. And then every I, turn... Do I get a discount on my initiative six pilots I had to pay I, points I, for? I was- just gonna say that well but you're you're building for a tournament you're not building for a scenario we've talked about that earlier today this scenario just changes the format of the game just like uh, i remember you saying for dogfight that uh, you're creating problems to fix a problem i understand but if you're gonna have a scenario like this you have a problem automatically 
you know, the the problem comes down to you move a ship, gets in with within range one, caps it, and I'm doing air quotes on capping it. Yeah. And then my big baddie comes in that I spent 80 points for, rolls up on his ship, points it at it, and says, okay, I'm going to roll to take it from you. I get it from you, and now I blow you off the board because I'm a initiative six kick-ass ship. You wouldn't have your action, though. I mean, that, that's. I mean, you probably have force because why wouldn't you? But you know, yeah, exactly. you wouldn't have an action. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so what? 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 When you went and came back, what I was saying is to add was like, like the I one goes and claims one of the four, then the opponent I two goes, and it, is it going to go and attempt to claim that one back so we had to nullify the I one, or is it going to go to a different one and claim a different one? Well, that and would then, be the. That would be your strategy, you know. That yeah, would be but, your... but then, like, do you? Because then, was the second, like the the first, the original player's I three then moves next to the I one, and then because you didn't go and unclaim it, they've got nothing to do. But if you did go and unclaim it, they un unclaim it and reclaim <laughs> it. Like you, you yeah. could, you get into the thing of like, I don't, well, I don't mind the the potential to not claim it i think is nice i i don't i don't i like that it's not an automatic oh you've got it so i take it yeah i've got it you take because i think that that does devolve into we all fight over one objective the other four are ignored you know i i think comes back to my dog fight you know where everybody just meets in the middle and it becomes a big run into scrum yeah. One one thing I one thing Chris I would love to see with scenarios and all of these is that all of these things are one time cap, you know. So one only, you know, if one player goes and grabs all five, they get five point advantage over the other player and then it becomes a dogfight game after. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think any of these games are going to end without ships being blown up. No, no, oh, I yeah. agree. Oh, I no. I totally agree with that, but my point is is that like I said earlier, not too long ago, I'm not going to go play, bring X-Wing to play scenarios. I'm going to come and play X-Wing to blow ships up. Yeah, and I'm the a... scenarios are the afterthought in my lists. It's if I'm lucky enough to cap something, great. I mean, I'm not going to change my thought process because I put a bunch of other crap on the board that we have to keep track of. I'm just going to come and play X-Wing still and try to blow your stuff up. Yeah, the thing I think that will happen is that it does open up and it's one of the things he spoke about so at the moment it's not that x-wing is a solved game because every time a new ship gets released or a new upgrade comes out it shakes things up and you have to reconsider everything again um but the idea of what is good in x-wing is pretty much solved like we all know that an initiative six force user that's got boost and barrel roll and can do two actions a turn would be fucking amazing Yep. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like Vader and the Defender, really fucking good. Yep. Like, is Vader and the Defender can he have his sensor swap back if we uh if we have to worry about scenarios? Because it's hundred and ten points or whatever he is. Yeah, right. that's the that's the catch. Does Vader fit into a three ship build and the the meta ships shifts to a five ship build because of all the scenario all, all the you know yeah, he's, well, he's still going to be able to keep up with all only having you know I, two or three objectives think, a turn i think this goes back to 1.0 where 
you're going to have ships fall to the back of the book because they're not going to be able to keep up with scenario. Well, so I think that this completely changes the book, though, Sean. I, I no, think no, no, no. I, I agree with that portion. Yeah. Of it, yes. But well, the generic men is real. <laughs> no, but like, Vader's still going to absolutely rock a dogfight. He's oh, absolutely. Prob- probably still going to be okay at one's like scramble with sensor one we're talking about now where y'all get in i use my action so that i could um take the uh, i could claim one at initiative six luckily i still get all hits when i shoot because i'm vader and a defender and they have the <laughs> token because i'm vader and a defender so i didn't yeah, really right. need that action anyway and then i can white k and get it again next turn if you try and take it from me Right. You know, so yeah, Vader, so maybe Vader's good in half of them, but maybe he's utter fucking shite in Assault on the Zack. That's why, Array. Yeah. And like, but, but then, what, then the, that's the why he flies with X amount of Academy time. Yeah. But like the list you were talking about before, Sean, where you're going to take a bunch of large bases, like, that isn't something you could do now and not gain any advantage right. from. So right. I, I, no, think, I, get it. I think it opens up more than not having them, if that makes any sense. But. I think the way the X-Wing community is, is I think the majority of them are just going to ignore this and just play X-Wing. So I think think you're right. I think in the very beginning, I think that's exactly what's going to happen until the first time someone brings a list that is catered to five objectives. But what Sean's saying is they're not going to play they're just going to not play objectives. No, is what no, no, no. I, 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 oh, you're talking like just flat out. We're not playing these rules, even though if we intend yeah. to go to any of the national events, this is how we have to play. Well, what and I'm just, saying is even at national events, I, mean, I could ignore all these rules. If my right. goal is to shoot your ships off the table. Right. That's the scenario that I was talking about. And I said, right, and, yeah. and, sorry, I was wrong. Then. Yeah. So in that scenario, I think it's the same thing that ever happens every time an addition changes. In, and I know we always keep, we keep drawing back to, to 40K. And I recognize that that's a, diff, a different analogy. However, whenever an addition change happens, everyone always plays the list that they were playing before until they realize, oh, wow, the game's changed. So you have that little buffer period in the beginning where everyone just plays it the way that it used to be played right up until the time that someone comes with a list that's catered to those scenarios and wins so, and, does, and so, does really, really so, well. One other thing, though, with 40K, and I'm going to talk about crisis protocol here, too, is those games were designed with objectives in the game design. No, I know that. And and now you're putting objectives into a game that was never designed to have objectives. Yeah, but isn't that kind of what this is all about, though? Isn't this about taking a game that was designed back in 2014 and 2013? 12. 12, you're right. I apologize. Taking Probably 11 that, into 12, but yes. Yeah, taking a game that was designed 10 years ago and redesigning it. Like, I, I agree with your, your perspective in the fact that, well, the game wasn't really designed for this and we're trying to, like, shoehorn these in. I think that they're taking a lot of things into account, which is part of the reason why, like, that banner restricted list is going to be a thing. The fact that they're talking about doing, you know, a complete repoint shuffling. A com- I think that they're taking all of those things into account. When you're talking about like the the flight path system that is X-Wing, and as far as I roll dice, you roll dice, the rest of the game, I think, is getting an overhaul and a new coat of paint. I'm not arguing that, Ed. I I personally am not arguing. What I'm talking about are players that are dead set, and, and, and a lot of them are in that tournament scene where they just don't care. You know, they don't care what you're, I mean, yeah, they'll still catch it because they're 
screens one of something in one of the scenarios, you know, and luckily they'll get a point out of it. But ultimately, it still should just be a dogfight game. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I'm just the eternal optimist. And I think I, that, that where I feel and that, the reason why I say I, that, and I, I I have to say this, I played Wings of War, Wings of Glory. Okay, they're this game objective based. So the whole point of that is objective because there are scenarios in it where it shoot down the balloon and do this, do that, and all of that. Now the game is different because it's not played with flight path; it's played with cards. And you you know, in World War One version, you move very. Sh- short in world war ii versions you move a little farther because you're playing off cards and that was what you would call a true it was designed for objective play and that was i don't know if it was designed by fantasy flight or who did it but they were one of the owners of it but the fight path game i think is too fast my personal opinion from playing on a three by three mat wings of war and wings of glory compared to x-wing this game is not designed for objectives. It never was. It's going to be very hard to incorporate objectives into it that makes sense. Because you throw five things on the board. If I have a ship that can't move one straight, it makes it very difficult to do certain things in this game. If I have a ship that can't turn one one to the right or left, it makes it very difficult to do things in this game. Where Wings of War, Wings of Glory... The way that their systems worked is you did your turns three ahead and I think five ahead in Wings of War, World War I version, and then you flipped them. So you had to plot everything ahead, and you didn't know what was going to be there. And you could actually make up for it because you're always, you know, you're always planning. This is a turn-by-turn planning, but you're running at much faster speeds, and the movement on the board in a on a three by three space is difficult. You know, I mean, Ed, I'll tell you this much. Our league ran scenarios like this every week. We had one regular dogfight game in a scenario and it was very difficult to do it. Now, Chris, I know that you're going to have something to say about this, but we did it a lot and it became difficult right. because we had to take ships off. We, we had to not play with ships. Because did, either they did were you go into a game and fundamentally look at the mechanics of a game and rewrite the rules and repoint everything? No, no. Like, did not, did not you that. put the amount of effort in that you think AMG are being paid to put in? No, I, what I'm saying is, from a from a from a game mechanic standpoint on the current game, you got to remember you have to sell this to the players. No, you don't. This is also no. Yeah, you do. No, I mean, you, you don't. Design it. You literally don't, John. All you have to do is go, this is what the game is, and then people either play it or they don't, and that's fine. Right. I mean, the ultimate goal should be you want to keep your entire player So One of the things I was going to say when you... You can't. Do you think that by doing nothing, you keep your entire player base? How many people do you know who don't play anymore? Chris, I'm not talking about doing nothing. No, no, what I'm saying is, Sean, churn is a thing. It doesn't matter. It is. Not, none of it matters. Like pe- right. The people who play are going to play. The people who stop playing are going to stop playing. Those might be different people after this happens, but there's no no one can know if that number is going to be higher or lower after it happens, until it's happened. And one of the things you, when you were saying about like the competitive players and stuff like that, like, to be honest, I really don't care. Because that's, that's not me anymore. I don't need to care. I, I'll still do this podcast 
if I never play in a tournament again, I, I'll run the stuff that I do for work and and pleasure. I'm not going to lie, I do enjoy doing it, but like, I don't feel like. But ultimately, like, your league is your league is similar to a tournament. Your anything that you run that has prizes is very similar to a tournament. You know, you run a league as like a ten week tournament. You know, you score points, you do this, you do that winning games or whatever your your league system is designed on but if <laughs> well, the game isn't if, if the game to me i heard that it's like way that my brain works you know with, with my autistic brain i have an issue with some of this because even though i understand it because i've played other similar games that have it i can't see it working well with x-wing personally like i want to play this because i think it's going to be fun as a casual player to play it, and because I'm getting into 40k, which is an objective-based game, and I think that that's fun. But I have wrapping my head around it as a person who's running a league or doing anything like that, because the whole goal on a league night is to get people in the door to play. <laughs> and with this, I see it being very difficult doing that with a lot of people. I don't... But with new players, no, because this is what they're going to know. It's, but, it's, but a it's a competitive but, Omaha base right there. That's really it? it is. It is. <laughs> but it, it's like, uh, I would say that you you must know a bunch of the, the people from first edition to second edition who were the exact people, kind of people you're talking about who yep. made demands of like the conversion kit thing. Oh, if I don't get to use all my toys, I'm just going to quit. And then they got to yep. use all their toys and quit anyway. Yeah, I mean the ones that like, I know so of how, that did like, weren't super competitive, but yeah, yeah. Do you how long do you cater to a people who've already spent their money? As, like, as That's a, the hard as an thing. Obje- as an objective business decision. How long do I cater to someone who's already given me all of the money they're gonna give me? No, oh, I I get it, Chris. I, I'm yeah. like I said, I have two brains that I can't bring. No, I, both I, of them I don't together. I don't really understand the, the negative tint that you're coming from because so, you, so like, negatively so, so so hear me out okay yeah you got to remember my past with this game and my present with this game so it, it would be hard for me to sell to current players because that's your player base at this point in time in a league if we were tr- because it was very hard to sell when we were doing it just for fun, I I agree, Sean. But, but what I'm saying is, why do you have to sell this to players if they want to go to I, the people, the players you're talking about want to go to nationals, want to go to world? If this no, 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 is, no, 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 no. The players I'm talking about are the 10 to 15 people that we had at league. Yeah, but so the people you come and play in your star championships, the people right. who'd want to come and play at your regionals, because this is well, what your star championship it. is. This is what your regional is. You don't have to sell anything. These people will either continue to play X-Wing or not. You don't have to sell anything. You just do what you do, and those people either are playing X-Wing and will come or aren't playing X-Wing and won't. No, I understand that. You know, but for me, as a person who worked very hard to develop, you know, a community and who worked very hard to keep a community... I, you know, every time a player quit, it was like a personal thing for me. That's the way that my brain, I didn't take it personally, but it was like a personal thing because of whatever the element was. Now, I deal with, dealt with a lot of people that are in the military 
that left just because they get orders and go. But yeah. I also dealt with a lot of people that played played for a long time and then quit just because the game got too complicated. <clears throat> and there are people I'm actually still friends with. My two of my Wednesday night, three of my Wednesday night game night are those types of players. Yeah, the, people, the people I who, play, uh, the people I play Arkham Horror with, were people I met yeah. through playing X Wing, and Me neither too, of those yeah. play X Wing anymore. Right, none of those right. three played anymore. Yeah, right. But they that, left because the game, the game changed too drastically for well, them. Right, and we that's still, why they quit playing. We still had ten people at game night last night. I get it. Right, no, the, I the the different people, but what I, what I'm saying, the the I think my point is, Sean, that what your concern is okay. You are right, but people will quit, but that's okay because that was going to happen regardless. We've watched it happen. Yes. Nothing, in that regard, nothing's going to change. I don't right. think that these changes affect that in any way. I think that there will be there will be people who were vehemently against it, who turn up and play, and it doesn't actually affect their attendance of gaming and how much X when they play at all. They'll complain about it right up until the point that it's the rules, and then they'll just play it because that's the rules. You also have people who are like, this seems really interesting, I'm really excited, try it, and go, oh, I don't like this at all, and quit. But you, might have, <clears throat> you might have those players who walked away from competitive play because it wasn't their t- cup of tea who see these and go, hmm. I, I agree with no, that, but, too. But, you know, I, every example we can think of, there will be yeah. someone who, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, I, it's just, like I said, it's hard for me to register the two sides of my brain in this because as a community organizer, Having some a drastic change like this is very difficult because, you know, it's hard to lose people you've you know known for years and years because of something like this, and it's it's fun for me as a player because this is kind of what I wanted as a player is more going back to that Wings of War, Wings of Glory. I don't agree with the scenarios they're doing because they're too linear. You know, the scenarios are all very much basically the same. You're just putting different lipstick on different pigs with this. (laughs) But, you know, once again, we don't know what the the end result's going to be. But as a player, as me, I'm hoping that it's much more, much deeper than these four scenarios that we have now. You know, that's my personal, as a personal player, that's what I would like to see. As an organizer, it's very hard for me to wrap around this. But I'm not an organizer. I'm just a... That's I'm right, just a crappy podcaster on a great podcast. You know? right, that's, that's what I mean. When you're saying about oh, it's hard for me to what like lose people of this, it's like, but you're not. You've already lost those people, Sean. Like that, whatever well, this, like you lost those people two years ago when COVID happened and FFG got the game taken off. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah realistically, when, when, that's when you lost those people. Whatever happens here is not relevant to those people at all but i'm not i'm not throwing covid and i'm not taking that you know it's just like i said it's very hard for me i there's a part of me chris that i that it's hard for me to explain about the duality in my brain that i can't come to grips with one side of this but i can come to grips with it as a player because it looks like it's going to be fun yeah you know we we tested road we tested road road is awesome i love road Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't change the game. That didn't change the game at all to me. Yeah. You know? I, don't know. I don't know that it didn't change. I think there are, 
I think there I think are there's corner cases. Two. There are corner cases. Right. Just like in X-wing when you had, just like in X-wing when you had the fortressing was a corner case. When you had all these other corner cases, the problem is, is those corner cases are what gets amplified with within this game and any gaming community. It's those exploits. You know, people exploit something and they take advantage of it. But it's a very, 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 very small percentage. But we have all these rules changes because of that small percentage. You know, and I then we have the I, tr- I disagree. I disagree. I think the the reason we get these rule changes is because when AMG took over, they are from the same kind of background myself and Ed are, and they looked Correct. at the game and thought, oh, this is a bit weird. Why don't you have all of this cool stuff in it? And then yeah. decided yeah. to put it in. But I I feel like you're assign, like, assigning a motivation to these that I don't think exists. I'm not saying it's a motivation. I'm just saying it's, like you said, they're different. They're, they come from a different type of game. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if we spoke about this privately or on a previous cast or whatever, but like when you when I take time to actually process the conversations I have with people who are fro- who play X Wing and are like apprehensive about these changes, and it's like when I process that they're from like card games and magic, and they're used to like yeah, the the cycle for something like hyperspace is normal because they're used to a card cycling item pack, you know, uh, right. seasons and all of that kind of stuff and standard and extended and modern and all of that. Um, what You know, all of that is a norm. Whereas in the not used to something like I would be used to of like my entire army just being invalidated because all the points have changed and stuff. Um, like th- this definitely feels like a shift more towards it being a miniatures game for miniatures gamers by miniatures gamers. And that isn't no matter what rule set they do, whether they kept it as just dogfight, I think once that design element is at the forefront, I think we lose those players at some point anyway. I think if you're set on X Wing being a, a card game, the 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 movement of the ships on the table is a predetermined course because in a dogfight as it currently stands, that very much is the case. You you had perfect information if you did build your ship a certain way, played a certain way, used certain upgrades. The outcome of the game was pretty much decided if both people played perfectly, blah, blah, blah. Um, you could call the outcome of the game before it happened. Yeah. Whereas in this is supposed to try and add more variance into those mixes so that kind of thing is harder to do but, yeah and, and here's the thing next three podcasts basically we're going to play games correct uh, we're going to try and That's... get games of, with these scenarios as much as we with like the we, we, yeah we can't really touch carry the crates because we don't have enough information but i feel like we can probably have a crack at the other one do the other two yeah yeah but like as stupid as it sounds like even even the dogfight one we can play it, but we don't know how everything's going to fit together. Because, like I said, we, yeah, we don't yeah. we don't know how the like, does it round up, does it round down? So no, even totally, something I, as little as as small as that little thing completely changes the balance how, of that scenario. And, Correct. So I I'm I'm all in on actually playing these and seeing what we think. I'm not. It, this is like. Um, 
watching The Force Awakens. <laughs> like I I can I cannot tell you how I feel about any of this until I've got all of it. Yeah. Correct. Like, <clears throat> I'm with you on that hundred yeah. percent. But I like this idea of just at least with the information that we have, seeing if we can reconcile this, you know, yeah. within ourselves, you know. Is it fun? Is it you know, what's the what's the you know, what's the mental aspect of it that you're playing that makes this fun? You know, it's up until recently, other than Dragon, a little bit of Dragon Wing that I played, I never really paid attention to scenarios except for in Wings of War, which was the slowest god-awful game when it came to trying to capture things, shoot shit down and stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, the window is so small. And, and I'm interested to see what this will be like at a very fast-paced game. Yeah, so like I said, I think, thinking about my games last night, had it been dogfight, I don't know that it changes anything. Had it been assault on a satellite array, like I feel like I could have pretty much played fairly similar. Um, in the second game, and if it's playing the three ship list, it would have been entirely different. Um, but and that's what I'm saying. Where I felt like X Wing was really good fun, I enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, scenarios again, and there was that little bit of apprehension. And that's from someone who's really excited about it because I I understand the purity of what we currently have and that is going to change with what we're being given. I don't know if it's going to be better or not. I just know it's going to be different. Yeah, definitely different. I think that's a good place to call it a stop on that. That's a profound statement to end it on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm... I think you're right. Though. I think that's one thing that, we're like, and again, we are going to sit down and play at least through a couple of these scenarios, at least to kind of get a feel for it. But I don't think that we, I think we need to reserve judgment until we've physically seen the printed rules officially from AMG to know. Exactly oh, absolutely. But like, the, the chances are we might even have them by the time we record. Yeah. Because it, February's in a couple of days. But they, they wanted to wait until after LVO is what they were saying on the, mm -hmm. the fly better thing. Like, which is currently happening right yeah. now. So, you know, we might have, we might, like, we might drop on Monday. Who could say? By the time you listen to this, it might all be entirely outdated because yeah, like, we have scenarios we is already. Wrong. Yeah. If, if that happens, I want you to go through and read those and go, oh man, Ed's so wrong about this because this is the real way that it's going to be. Please <laughs> do that. Please do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, so I think that's a good stopping point. How do you like that? An almost 100%, I want to say a good 95% all X-Wing show. Those usually, those usually tend to be the ones that are our best anyway. All right, so I'm going to say goodnight to everyone. Sean, always good talking to you, my friend. It's great to be here. Chris, I know you have some housekeeping to do, but it's always good talking to you. Well, it's always good to be here. Um, if anyone would like to contact us, you can do so through our Facebook, which is Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at Lack of Focus Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can uh, support us on Patreon, which would be Lack of Focus Podcast on Patreon, where we have a per episode that you can do. We normally just recommend to do it a dollar a show. If you want to do more, great. It's awesome. If it's going to affect your life, obviously please don't keep your money and if you would rather do it you can also support um, Dice Hate Productions on Patreon as well which is a flat monthly thing um, the 
other things that we should talk about is the Discord. Make sure you're in the Discord. I've been chatting about X-Wing in there this week, going through some lists and having a bit of a back and forth with some of the guys. There's a UK tournament going on where four of the people, four of the listeners are uh, all going there. So that seems like they're having fun. And you can obviously leave some comments on the video. Make sure you check out YouTube. I've been trying to put the links to the VODs in so that you can... Uh, can follow a vod so you know like comment subscribe on the videos i need to uh do better at doing all of this stuff um but yeah that's it i will be painting on sunday i've got to get a delac gang done because we're redoing a new necromunda campaign Ooh. so we finished the old one uh, at the end of january and then we're going to start a second campaign so I'm changing my gang. So I've got my test model done I did in the UK, and now I've got to like, finish the rest of them. But the weapons pack for Dulac was supposed to be released today. Well, it was released today. Sentry boxes, uh, new releases, apparently got sent to a store in Ontario. But we <gasps> only, so we don't have any for new GW releases at the moment. <gasps> so I'm tempted to go to Games Workshop tomorrow and pay full price. <sighs> uh, you know, I, I want... The longer I don't have them, because I, I, we want to start playing in February, and I've got to get them built. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I'll be painting anyway tomorrow night on Twitch, which is uh, Dice Hate Chris on Twitch. You can watch me. I, I normally stream at least once a week. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't really think there's much else to add. We are creeping ever closer to 100 episodes. Oh, um, five more. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to ask uh, the listeners as well, if anyone is um, willing to look at the uh, the token designs for the uh, the laser cutter things, because I can't get it to work for your Vade token, and I've been like banging my head against I mean, The guy I used to do them for me has, like, doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't have access to any of the equipment. Oh, no. So I've got, what was it? Alan will, will cut them if I can send him a file. Um, so I just need help creating that file i'm gonna ask a few other people you um, should put that so. up as a poll in discord uh, we're, we're doing the, the lack of evade tokens uh, is what i need to do i just need to actually get it made by like design mm-hmm. so that i can send it but yeah um then what what else um yeah I, if i don't behind me i've been making the next batch of uh healing potions for D. you can see me pouring i saw the, that the i saw that so I, I, all of the ones I made sold, so I had to do another batch. Did they? Right? Yeah. Look at that. So um, uh, if I have any left over, I'll post some pictures in the Discord for that as well. But I've got some greater healing potions and some healing potions. So uh, once that resin sets, I'll be all over that. <laughs> Looks like fun. Yeah. And um, oh. yeah, that's it. I've, I'm out, Ed. I'm out. I don't have anything else. I'll stop interrupting as you're about to do your closing, though. That's okay. I, I, we've gotten pretty good at interrupting each other. I just usually just stop talking. It's super easy. <laughs> usually, barely an, usually. Incon- barely an inconvenience. Barely an inconvenience. I love that guy. All right. So that is going to do it for episode 95. Do hope you enjoyed. And in the next couple of episodes, we'll probably have a game or two. If you want to sit down and watch that, that'll be a ton of fun as we kind of struggle through some of these uh, these uh, brand new scenarios. So until next time, guys, as always, fly casual.
Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.